This week's Cloudcast is brought to you by Momentum SI. Whether you want to migrate applications to the cloud, transform to enable DevOps, gain insight from big data, or accelerate your agile development, Momentum SI's strategy, consulting, and hands-on expertise can help you get there faster and with greater success. Check them out at MomentumSI.com. And now, on to the show. Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. you are and welcome to another episode of the cloudcast we're coming to you live again from the openstack summit here in atlanta my name is eric wright i am at disco posse on twitter and i'm sitting in for aaron and brian i'm also here with ken hoy who's uh helping out as a second mic ken how are you doing today fine and again we've completely hijacked the show from brian and aaron which is my, has been my goal for the past year i think we're so, actually just not going to give it back now we may do a right. full takeover <laughs> Uh, luckily, we have uh, with us Dan Winland from uh, VMware, and uh, Dan, so you know, welcome to the uh, Cloudcast, and tell us about uh, you know what you're doing in the OpenStack world and and what VMware is doing here. Sure, well, thanks for having me, guys. Um, as I said, I'm from VMware. I head up VMware's overall OpenStack product strategy. So, um, a bit about how I got into that role is that I started out at Nicira, which right. was a company that. Um, you know, created Open vSwitch, and as a result of that, we've actually been part of the OpenStack community since the very beginning. In fact, you know, you know, every time I look at the summit today and I see see how many people are here, I think back to the Austin summit where it was a bunch of us around a horseshoe table, right, right. <laughs> um, talking about talking about what we wanted to do with OpenStack, um, even before it was publicly announced. So, um, you know, as part of that, you know, we led the the creation of the OpenStack networking project, which was then called Quantum, now called Neutron, and um, you know, uh, Nicira eventually got acquired by VMware, and um, as part of that, um, VMware kind of started to change its strategy and its um, its approach to OpenStack and to really start embracing OpenStack as an opportunity to help its customers be successful moving to a cloud. That's great. And, Dan, it's interesting, right, because I, I, I recall when VMware first joined the foundation, there was actually a lot of controversy. Mm -hmm. People going, "What is what's going on here is... Was uh, VMware's motive for joining? And there, were, there were a lot of fox in the henhouse. Yes, there was. <laughs> and what's interesting is, you know, we were just talking. You were mentioning that VMware is actually number four contributor to the integrated projects. Which in Icehouse, yeah. In Icehouse, which seems to mean you're, you're more than just kind of sitting there watching what's going on. You're actually actively contributing. So, why don't you, can you talk a little bit about that? And what is what is VMware's interest? <laughs> I guess mm -hmm. in OpenStack sure. and why you involved? Yeah. So actually. You know, like you mentioned, uh, late 2012, we joined the found the OpenStack Foundation as a gold member, and at the very next summit in San Diego, basically VMware publicly committed to integrating all of our technologies with the open APIs that exist in in OpenStack. And, and a lot of people said, "Oh, VMware's just saying that they're just OpenStack washing or whatever." And so, yeah, you know, I, I bring up the you know I mentioned the the rank number not because it actually matters whether you're four or five or three or whatever. Um, but just to, just to prove that VMware is actually very active in, in the OpenStack community right. and is following through on its promise of integrating those, um, you know, components. And it's important to remember that we're not just you know, contributing to drivers to integrate our technology. We're also contributing just to OpenStack in general the to overall. make the overall quality of the project better. You know, we put two of our best core developers um, on the Neutron project, you know, purely on CI 
yeah. for the past yeah. six months, right? And you know, doing work in Nova to improve the Nova neutron, you know, performance of that of the, of those the, those interactions. So, you know, we are doing a lot of work that benefits the OpenStack community as a whole. Right, and it's, so it's not just um, the, it's not just the uh, neutron project. Mm-hmm. It's you actually. Uh, going across all of the all the projects yeah, as much yeah. as possible. Yeah, in fact, this the Icehouse release was an interesting kind of uh, tipping point for VMware, and right. it was the first release where we actually had more commits outside of the Neutron project oh, really? than we did inside. That's interesting. So the combination, you know, we're contributing to Neutron, obviously, but also Nova, mm-hmm. Cinder, Glance. We even integrated did some Solometer integration. Nice. And so the combination of that work meant that, um, you know, we had actually did more work outside of Neutron than not. And to me, that's just a, it's a sign, again, that VMware is really taking seriously the notion that they want to integrate all of their technology stack with those. So we could say Cinder on vSAN? <laughs> did you see my demo? <laughs> no, actually, no. Truthfully. It was Cinder on vSAN. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it's awesome. It's really cool. Excellent. Yeah, so, it's a good sign. Like, that's exactly what it is, you know. So we didn't want to seem like mm-hmm. it was a, a token contribution just to get your mm-hmm. stuff back out, right? It's, you know, VMware is obviously widely accepted now in all the other projects, and, and it's it's great contributions. And it's funny, you said you never want to say the ranking other than to say, like, hey, we're really, we're truly committed. Yeah, but I don't care if next time it's six or next time yeah, it's yeah. whatever. The point is that we're really right. deeply involved in the community. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what's, um so come, with the Ice House release, what are the two or three things that VMware has added? you think are worth noting? Mm-hmm. Cool. So the first one that, that, that jumps out is probably we added a new driver to Glance. And we actually have a, a developer who's now a core contributor to the Glance project. Oh. And um, as, as basically the model with that is to make sure that people can use the same storage they're using. Mm-hmm. So when you're using uh, VMware as the underlying hypervisor, whatever storage works with vSphere automatically works with OpenStack. Um, and so that means whatever arrays you already have, whether it's NFS, Fiber Channel, iSCSI, or vSAN, right, just automatically works because we consume that as um, as a vSphere data store. Right. And so what we, you know, in, in even in Havana, you were able to use that data store capacity as um, for your primary disks and for your cinder volumes. And what people said was, well, that's great, but why do I have to do some other type of storage for Glance? <laughs> right. You know, and so what we did was we did work in Glance to so let Glance store the images directly on your, your data stores. Not only does that make your life simpler, it's fewer storage systems to manage. Right. But it also lets us do really cool optimizations in the term, in the sense of, well, when you boot, well, the VM, you know, the disk is already there on the data store. And so, for example, we have customers um, who have arrays with, you know, the VAI acceleration right. stuff. Um, you know, to make really efficient copies and snapshots. Well, then a boot, suddenly it's just that quick, right, because it's able to take advantage of those acceleration capabilities. Cool. So that's so Glance, that's one. Um, you mentioned the storage yeah. uh, stuff. So we've added support um, not only for vSAN, but also storage policy-based management. It makes it really easy for you to create tiered storage uh, within within the um, – so – you know, whether you have different arrays or whether you're using vSAN, but you have different vSAN policies, like this data is really important. I'm going to replicate it this many times. Yeah. Or this is for a database, so I need lots of IOPS. So I'm going to back it with a bunch of flash. So storage policies let you create, um, you know, different tiers of storage, and then we've integrated with um, with Cinder to let you expose that as different volume types. So that can basically take the stuff that's natively in, in like, storage I.O. control and then present it through the policies? now in the OpenStack side, or like how does the differentiation work there? Because like, there's always a worry mm-hmm. that if you're using you know, VMware good stuff and it does policy-driven storage and it starts moving stuff around, that there's not going to be the awareness back on the OpenStack side to know 
where the step is moving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's 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 an interesting question, and it really comes down to a fundamental kind of approach that we have when we integrate VMware technologies into OpenStack, which is you need to make sure that the integration doesn't wreck the goodness of the the reason right. people wanted you know bought and paid for VMware in the first place. Right. Probably the number one question I always get when I um when I tell people about how Nova works. Uh, with with VMware first is oh well do I still get DRS do right, I still get VMotion right, right? Yeah. and so the way we model it is actually is larger pools of capacity and what that means is that you can actually potentially let you can let a DRS happen in the background and that actually won't confuse Nova right because you're actually exposing an entire cluster of capacity as a unit to OpenStack okay. so if you move a VM within that cluster OpenStack doesn't get confused similar concept but actually even a wider scope um, for storage yeah so you can actually potentially have you know SDRS and those types of things apply and even move a volume, and they'll still correctly find. Yeah, so here I'm saying storage arrow control. I get all my acronyms always mixed up there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was I was taking a leap in a second yeah, yeah. since you were talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah. it. So, um, and then we also, like I said, we did integration with um, the Solometer project as well. Okay. That's always exciting to see us getting involved in, in more projects. You expect to see that to continue over time. Okay. Now the Solometer is that meant to then tie back into the chargeback components inside. <laughs> vCloud at some point, like VCAC and, and other... Yeah, yeah, there. you know, we, um, I, th I think we see a couple opportunities for integrating VMware management technologies into Solometer. One of them is the area of chargeback, as yeah. you mentioned, and uh, so chargeback, things like reclamation, um, all of all those types of things where we have, you know, in very interesting management technologies, and we want to integrate those with Solometer APIs. Nice. Okay. So speaking of vCloud, um, so I actually was at your demo session early this week. And uh, one of the more interesting things I saw was you actually brought up vCenter uh, Operations Manager and, mm -hmm. and actually showed it monitoring an OpenStack infrastructure environment. Can you, can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. First off, I just want to be clear that, that fun almost everything I demoed in yeah. that, uh, that, that talk is actually fully released software, GA okay. software. That was one of the pieces that is not yet. Okay. That's kind of a tech preview. Okay. But so, so for people who aren't familiar, VCOps is a kind of an operations tool that gives you visibility into all of your infrastructure across compute, network, and storage. It helps kind of define baselines and then detect anomalies and, and make statements about health and capacity planning. Right. And it also helps you with troubleshooting because it helps you map from a relationship. Um, you know, relationships of this ESX is attached to this data store, right. you know, et cetera. And so what we're working on and what I, what I demoed a first version of is actually adding OpenStack awareness to that tool. So obviously if you're using VCOps and you're running OpenStack on top of VMware, you could use VCOps as it exists today to manage your infrastructure layer. Right. But it all, what we're adding is actually the ability to, for example, monitor the health of OpenStack itself. So how do you know if RabbitMQ is down and therefore that's the root cause of the errors that your users are seeing? Right. Or maybe it's not down, but it's overwhelmed from a performance perspective. Likewise, we're, we're introducing kind of OpenStack tenant awareness. So I can very easily, I can, for example, go to VCOps, give the name of an OpenStack tenant, and it will actually pull up all of the resources in the underlying infrastructure and all the relationships that correspond to that OpenStack tenant. Wow. So again, it's about, you know, at the end of the day, our goal is to say VMware builds a lot of great data center technology, right? Compute, network, storage, and management. We want you to be able to use that to build the best possible OpenStack cloud out there. And that's great because I think, you know, having been in OpenStack world for a while now, one of the missing pieces that a lot of operators tell me about mm -hmm. is there is no real good monitoring tool, mm -hmm. you know, where you can visualize what's happening uh, in your OpenStack infrastructure. So the fact that the, you guys actually 
creating something to do that, not just the VM, VMware pieces, but the actual OpenStack infrastructure is great. Um, also, so you demo the login site manager, I think. Yeah. Um, so how does that work with uh, OpenStack? Yeah, so login site is, is a really cool tool. In fact, I was just blown away when I started putting together the yeah. demo. I was like, this stuff is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I probably could have spent a day playing around with it. And um, so basically, you know, it... What you do with Login Site is you direct all of your logs to it, but it's much more than just a syslog collector. It's what's really interesting about um, Login Site is it has a great analysis engine. So it takes all of your data, it parses it, it, it indexes it so you can search it really quickly, and then it has um, these great machine learning algorithms to collapse common OpenStack messages, or any messages, but right. it will work with OpenStack. So there's a great anecdote. Um, I think I... I think I included it when I when I talked to the demo, but it was the day before the demo. My demo environment wasn't working. DHCP was failing. I was like, "Oh, this is the worst." Right? And and so I was like, "Well, let me try Log Insight." Right? And I so I put in DHCP and error. Yeah. And Log Insight showed me that in the past 24 hours there have been 105,000 messages that it collapsed to one because it recognized there were all these similar errors from the DHCP agent. Wow. And, you know, I was able to look and I was able to see a time series of when those errors were happening and I actually recognized that um, it happened, you know, yesterday morning and I was like, oh, well, that's exactly the same, around the same time that I had restarted, you know, our, our OpenStack controller that was running the DHCP service. And then I looked at the error and I was like, oh, I can kind of see how that's related to it. And I went in there, I cleared out the, the DHCP state and got it up, and then I've you know I was able to see oh you know log inside isn't seeing any more errors, so it was it was actually a great example. Yeah, was like, oh, this is a really useful right, tool, right? <laughs> and it saved my demo. Nice. So uh, now you uh, you mentioned these are tech previews. Is, now the log inside stuff is uh, actually publicly available. Yeah, it's just the VC op. Just the VC op stuff is a tech preview. Now is that do you have um, videos that people can see of the demo? Is not or we're we're gonna post them, but I don't no, have them yet. Have them. So um, there's a VMware communities page right. um, that you're probably familiar with. Um, if you just Google VMware OpenStack community, you'll yeah. get there. I don't even remember the URL. Right. Well, I guess that, <laughs> um, leads, that leads to the perfect next question that I was thinking of, which is Vova. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, we we had Vova that was released, and that was a great project and, and nicely done. Great way for introduce people to OpenStack in conjunction with VMware. Is there going to be continuing work done on that to move it up to Ice House? Is yeah, there I just other announced stuff? it yesterday. Oh, fact. okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so no, so I'm glad you asked. Yeah, it was um I was just yesterday we posted a new version based on Ice House. And again for for people who aren't familiar with Vova, Vova is a it's not a product. It's a you know proof of concept right. lab tool. The goal is really just to facilitate, make it very easy for people to take a lab and experiment with OpenStack and VMware, learn about, you know, how do the, how do the two systems talk to each other? What are the integration points? And have you, have you also heard about our hands-on lab where we take Vova and we throw it into a hands-on lab environment? So you don't even need your own lab. Yeah. You don't even need to you actually can, have a live system to. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause it basically our VMware hands-on labs will basically you press a button on our webpage and it pops up a, gives you a desktop into a, lab environment in our cloud, yeah. which will have Vova, which is OpenStack, and a small ESX and NSX setup, and then it will take you through a whole set of kind of workflows to let you learn about, you know, compute, network, and storage, and OpenStack, and how that relates to, to your underlying VMware infrastructure. And that's really one of the, the tools that I always give away to people, say, like, go to the hands-on labs, because it's not hands-on as in at VMworld, it's hands-on as in anybody Anytime can do it, you want, anywhere. Right? And, you can do, and do I know... It, do it in your, in your pajamas, right? Even doing some <laughs> stuff with the, with the Vova. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
the vocal work was cool, but even I found some folks had a little trouble with some of the steps just because there were specific linkages. Like, they're like, why? what is BR100? Why do I need yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And so it's good mm-hmm. to, to even get past that step and say, let's just use it. And mm-hmm. then you can work backwards and, and actually deploy it. And then they get closer. Next thing you know, they're like, oh, I'm going to try raw OpenStack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is actually, I'm, as far as I know, um, the hands-on lab is actually the easiest way to get hands, the fastest way to get hands-on right. with any OpenStack deployment yeah. in the sense of you not just being a tenant and a user of it, but actually understanding the administrative role um, and, and being able to see how OpenStack actually maps the underlying infrastructure. So I, because of the, because of since Volvo has come out, um, I do get questions from several people mm-hmm. who are wondering, is this a precursor to VMware <laughs> coming out of their own OpenStack distro? So uh, is that uh, even in discussion? Is that in the plans in some let way? Me, let, me, let me put it this way. I mean, you know, VMware is always looking to our customers for right. feedback in terms of, of, of what we can do, how, like every company, how right. can we help you solve the problems, you know, get you to make your cloud successful. Yeah. Right. So, you know, in my view, there's a whole spectrum of ways how people uh, consume OpenStack, right. all the way from you know the do-it-yourself, build a right. team of forty developers, right. download the source code, you know, to getting a distro, right? Um, you know, from Canonical or, or Mirantis or Red Hat or SUSE, right. sure. um, to taking a product, right. right? And you know, long term, I think our goal is to make sure people can consume VMware technology and OpenStack across that whole spectrum. Yeah. Right? We definitely have people who download the code themselves and use NSX for example, right? And so I think we'll continue to explore how we deliver to, to customers across that spectrum. I'm sure you've heard about our partnerships with, you know, we've announced partnerships with Canonical, Mirantis, SUSE, and Red Hat now around their distro supporting vSphere and NSX. We're always looking to expand that set of people. So for us, it always comes back to customer choice, right? We yeah. want to give people lots of options in terms of um, how they deploy OpenStack, and we'll continue to evaluate what those right set of options are. Great. So coming up in, uh, so... The general session for OpenStack is over. We're kind of now moving into mm-hmm. the operator summit and the actual design summit where actual work will get done. <laughs> so, well, I was a PTL, so I have, to, I have to disagree with the statement that work gets done at design <laughs> sessions. Right. Lots of work gets talked lots about. Of <laughs> so what are you, uh, and I know obviously things are on lockdown for June, but what are some things you're thinking of hoping, or you see, hoping to happen in, in uh, June in, in terms of VMware integration? And maybe a part two of that is, what else do you see uh, in terms of integration with VMware technologies? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think you know, I'm really happy with where where our a lot of our driver and integration work has happened um, has has gotten to um, with the ISOs for this. I think the glance was kind of the last of the the big chunks that we knew we wanted to get in there. Um, so I think you know one of our goals is to make sure that our developers are spending more and more time working on general community work. So I think that's certainly going to be a priority for my for our team um, in the Juno time frame. Um, you know, on the Neutron side, I think we're going to continue to help the community um, build better integration testing there. Um, I think we're looking at getting involved in some of the Keystone work around uh, better integration for Active Directory into Keystone because that's yes, obviously please. something that's <laughs> you know, critical. So again, right, everything we do is about helping our customers be successful with an OpenStack cloud, and we've got loud and clear feedback that people aren't really happy with the Keystone LDAP integration with their Active Directory. So, you know, um, I think, you know, you may see us expand into a couple other projects. There's there's additional work we're going to do in the Solometer, and there's always, within each of the projects that we work on, there's always, you know, new features coming out in NSX that we're then going to expose. For example, NSX now is starting to work with hardware switches. 
right? Okay. Well, what's you know yeah. what's the right model to consume that within OpenStack? Do we work to make sure that the that the ironic stuff plays nicely with with Neutron, right? right? So, you know, there's you know NFV specific um, low latency stuff that that exists in vSphere. Do we expose that via Nova? Right. So I think we've got a lot of lot of work that spans all the way from you know pure community work to you know, additional enhancements to the VMware integrations. Right. So uh, we're getting near the end here. So one last question. I it took uh, for folks, those folks who are listening who didn't know it took us a while to actually kind of schedule this this interview. <laughs> uh, and part of that is because Dan was completely booked right, for the first half of this week. So it's and I know a lot of it had to do with meetings with customers mm-hmm. and partners as well. So I guess the question is, um, what are you hearing from your customers about how they want to consume v- VMware with OpenStack? Is, is there, in fact, a lot of buzz about doing that, and what what kind of things are they asking you? To yeah, do? no, I mean, I don't know if um, I don't know if you were at my first talk, but we had Wells Fargo and Intel both and talking about there, so. um, you know the value. You know, you know, Wells Fargo is one of the biggest customers. They talked about as as representative sure. customers in the keynotes, and they run on they run on all VMware. And right. we had Glenn Ferguson from from Wells Fargo talking um, during our session, and you know, I think the story there is great, right? Which is he says. You know, we believe VMware makes great data center technologies. We believe they're creating new innovations with things like NSX and vSAN. You know, I've got a team who knows and, and loves and, you know, knows how to operate VMware. And, but also at the same time, I've got OpenStack, right? I want to embrace open APIs. I want, um, you know, Amazon-like abstractions to unleash my developers. And I want to be able to have a whole ecosystem of tools that my developers are going to be able to use um, even beyond just raw access to the OpenStack APIs. So to me, it's really about kind of taking that 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 great VMware infrastructure that people love and know how to operate already, and marrying that with open, you know, vendor independent, developer friendly APIs. It's good because you don't we don't have to be an either or, and that was one of the early stuff. And obviously, you know, we saw that with early announcements about oh, company X is going away from one vendor to another, mm-hmm. or they're going away from VMware to OpenStack, or OpenStack to VMware. But that's really not the case. It's that they're integrating multiple solutions, and they're doing that. It's not just deploying two solutions, but they're integrating them together, and that's the real win that we're starting to see. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I, th- I think OpenStack's a great opportunity for people who want to provide that type of cloud experience um, to their to their developers on top of VMware. And so from, from our perspective, we really see it as an opportunity to make the VMware platform even more attractive yeah. to, a set of, to, to a set of people yeah. who... You know, are for example trying to tell their you know have their developers use internal private cloud resources rather than Amazon, for example. Yeah, excellent. Well, thanks very much, Dan. Uh, you want to tell everybody how they can get a hold of you uh, after the fact here, so you can, you sure, can send my, all their their fun emails and, and find out more information about <laughs> yeah. this. Well, my, so my, we talk a little bit about also where get more information about VM VMware with OpenStack. Right. Sure. No, that'd be great. So I mentioned the the OpenStack uh, VMware community. Um, you know, obviously. Um, you can also, you know, access us, you know, via the the, the OpenStack uh, mailing list. But the the VMware OpenStack community is, has a repository of links, blog posts, access to Vova, access to the hands-on lab. That's where we post videos. I think even Ken's posted some of his great blogs. Um, and uh, no, I also tweet um, at Dan Wenlitz. Um, hopefully, we can put that somewhere. Yeah, in text we'll put all that, that stuff in the show notes to say <laughs> having to spell it out. Now. <laughs> because my last name's a nightmare to spell. So, <laughs> so um, you know, and so as as we do new things around OpenStack, um, announce new releases of, of Ova, that that type of thing, new blog posts, um, I always tweet them out. So I think that's a great way to to track that. 
Great. Well, thanks uh, again, Dan. Thanks, Ken. And uh, as we wind down, a reminder that if you like the show, please make sure you tell a friend and leave us a review on iTunes. And if you follow us on Twitter, we are at thecloudcastnet, or you can find us on the web at thecloudcast.net, where you can find links to everything Cloudcast. So thanks for listening. 